Hey, welcome to the H&HR podcast. My name is Heather Taves. And I am Heidi Bolt. And we're sisters. We believe here at the H&H Hour that your ordinary is extraordinary. Thanks for listening. Hey, friends. Welcome back to the H&H Hour. Heather and I are excited to be here with you today. Hi, Heather. Hi. You're feeling a little stuffy and under the weather. Yeah, just... Can't get rid of these allergies or whatever it is, but that's okay. Life goes on. It does. You're still here. You're still going. Um, so Heather, we are going to talk today about what it looks like when we're stepping in obedience of a call of God on our life. Yes. And also the flip side is the enemy trying to distract us from that call. Yes. And I'm guessing those listening, probably there's something coming to mind right now where you know that you've got a call from God on your life. You've got an anointing or a gifting on your life and you feel really passionate about it. But then you also have this thought process of, oh man, that seems insurmountable or that seems impossible or it seems like I will never get traction on this. Right. And I would bet money that the spirit behind that is the enemy of God who goes, I do not want this person stepping in the will and the way of God right. because this is real bad for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can we talk first about what um, a call is, though? Because yeah. I think for some people, that's very clearly defined for them. Mm-hmm. They know, you know, and I think that um, callings can change sure. from season to season. We're called to different things in different seasons. 100%. Um, the purpose that we are here doesn't change. But our callings can change in different seasons. So let's just let's just talk a little bit about different callings maybe that you or I have had and help people begin to think about their own callings. Because some people know them, you know, know exactly what they are in this season. And some people are like, I have no idea what my calling is. Absolutely. Well, I can think of a few of mine over the course of my life. So for instance, when I was in high school and college years, I was called to inner city ministry. Yeah. And I was down doing like, door-to-door, hands-on, inner-city ministry, face-to-face with people in underprivileged areas. But then my season of life changed, and I was called to being a kids pastor in suburbia. (laughs) Right. You know, so it was like a totally different calling, ministering to a totally different demographic of people. Yep. And it was just a different season of my life. Right. Doesn't mean either one of them's right or wrong. It just was different. And then... Now, fast forward many years later, I'm called to be a mom and a wife and home educate my kids and help lead a church right. on a high level perspective. Right. So I think that, you know, the, it's just been interesting to see how God has um, used me in different seasons in really different ways. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's remained the same is that I've known I've been called to church ministry. I know I'm called to the local church. Right. So all three of those things major events revolved around my local church. Even though it's been in different realms of the church. Yes. What I love about that is that they're all very different mm-hmm. um, callings, mm-hmm. but in in specific seasons, they were the calling on your life. Absolutely. And, and not I, one is more important than the other, even yes. though they're different. Well, and I think too, when you're constantly going, God, will you show me what you have for me? 
And then you're just willing to step through the door that he opens for you, even if it seems unfamiliar or scary. Mm -hmm. You just go forward in faith Mm -hmm. and you watch him do the work he wants to do through you. Right. Or mundane. Yes. I think sometimes those those are the ones that we miss the most are the mundane callings that God has for us. To us, they seem mundane, you know, but they're really, it's what's the premise of our show. They're extraordinary. They're ordinary things that God calls us to in different seasons. And they're actually his plan for extraordinary acts in our lives. Yeah. I loved, I love that, Heather. I think that's so important for us to continue to remind people about yeah. because we can miss so quickly the ordinary, yeah. the call of ordinary on our lives. It's, right. Well, and I know for me in in this season of my life, I would say that I have two, one of them's kind of two things combined, but three things in my life that I'm called to right now. So the first one is raising my children, home educating my children. Yep. So those kind of go together, right? And then the next one is um, leading leaders. And so it's leading our teaching team at church. It's um, podcasting falls under that. It's preaching and teaching God's word. It's creating content for people who are leading. And so it's this, it's this sort of flashier calling in, in that realm because people see me, they More look visible. to me as a leader, you know, it's this, it's this thing that I've, I've grown into mm-hmm. in my ministry, but then homeschooling my children is super mundane. Mm-hmm. And it's every day going out into my basement with my kids. And today we were doing fractions with my 13, my almost 13 year old. Oh Lord, help us and, all. I mean, <laughs> it was so tedious and yeah. so difficult, but I was, I walked down into my basement this morning and I had this overwhelming sense of joy and of peace. And it's because I was I'm being faithful in the calling that God put in front of me. Yeah. And it's not the flashy one and people don't see it, but it's faithfulness in where he has me. So whatever your calling looks like, your calling might be to a classroom as an aide, teaching, helping teach kids. It might be as a student in a high school where you're one of the only people who will stand up for your faith. Your calling might be at home with your littles, loving them and raising them and reading books to them and doing all the things that make childhood so wonderful, you know, or your calling might be in an office that's really difficult environment to work in, but you're called to be there to be faithful and to let other people see your witness and your testimony. Mm -hmm. And so calling is different for everyone. Yeah. And just don't forget that your calling changes in different seasons. That's really good, Heather. You and I were texting our, our brother, Nathaniel, we all call him Than. Yeah. Um, a couple weeks ago, and he gave us a quote that I loved so much. I feel like it is so important to this conversation. And it says this, don't worry so much about where you'll end up. Wander around. Doors will open. Walk through them. So good. And I thought that was so important to me to hear because um, you and I were having a conversation about something in our life that we wanted clarity on. Yep. And that was, you know, he gave us some other wisdom as well, but that was the thing that really stuck with me where I went, yeah, you are right. Yeah. Like in life, we do just wander, like not wander aimlessly, but we go through life and when God opens the door, we go, yes, Lord. Okay. I will walk through this, God. That's right. You know, with your strength. Um, So I, I loved that picture that 
it's not as if God has, I think sometimes we picture our lives as like, there is only one option. There's only one door. If I miss it, I'm a complete failure. Right. When in fact, God's going, oh no, don't you see this? Like I have so many doors for you to walk through right. at different times and at different paces. And you're going to stay in one of those doors a little bit longer than the other. And and that's a good thing. You know, that's part of God's journey with yeah. us because that's his goal is to let his glory come through us as his messengers. Right. That's right. So, well, and then I think to further this conversation, as you're walking out your calling, no matter what it is, no matter how big or how small you feel like it is, the devil hates that. Yeah. You know, our enemy, he's the enemy Mm -hmm. um, that wants to steal, kill, and destroy us. And he wants to thwart the call of God on our lives. Because when we walk out in obedience and in faithfulness, what God has put in front of us, we testify of God's goodness. Our lives reflect that testimony of God's goodness. And so he wants to thwart that. He wants to say, let me get in there and try to destroy it. And what I have found is that it's often in sneaky Small, sneaky ways. Subtle ways. Subtle mm-hmm. ways. And it's usually through distraction. Yeah. Okay. So I've, I have a story on this. Okay. I'm going to launch into that because that's exactly where my mind was going. So we had a cloud moment there. Um, currently, one of the appointments on my life, if you want to say, and on yours, is being a female preacher, preaching the gospel. And this is a sticky topic because- Yeah, it some, can be. Some people in the Christian setting believe that women should not be preachers of the word of God right. if men are present. And there's this whole back and forth dialogue. And and today's podcast is not about defending it or debating it. My goal is always unity. Yeah. So truth and love in unity. You know, not letting one or the other reign over the be more important, but right. truth and love and unity. Um, so very recently I was getting ready to preach at church. And I was going to be preaching on the topic of women in leadership within a church setting, women preaching. And the interesting thing about this is this is something that I've had to battle my whole life because there are some people in my life that do not believe women should be given the authority to preach in a church setting. Right. And just to be clear... That's not coming from anyone that we're in authority with no. or leadership with. No. We're I just want to make yeah. sure we are very clear about that. We're under the authority, the appropriate yes. godly authority of the people around us that we're leading alongside with. Yeah. Um, so this would go way back, like twenty plus years back right. to um, you know, before I was married and all, all of that. But the interesting thing is so I've never spoken publicly about this conversation of being a female preacher, but the conflict behind it. And um, God very clearly called me to speak on it recently at our church. Yeah, And man, it was the greatest, most tension-filled preparation I've ever experienced. <laughs> you had a heck of a time, didn't you? It was crazy. Yeah. And at first I thought, this is just tough because it's personal to me. Like it's hitting some tender, you know, spots in my heart and my spirit. So that's why this is tough. But as the as the weeks progressed in that preparation and then the week of, I realized, oh, the enemy is trying to distract me from this because I had the actual thought on Wednesday of that week, man, this is just not worth it. 
this conversation, why don't I just put this on the shelf, pull out a message that could apply to this series that is easier, that would not be as difficult to give. Um, And that same day, it was so interesting because I had two really godly men in my life who are both kind of like mentor figures in the spiritual sense, who are much older than me, reach out to me, not knowing I was speaking on that topic and send me a a text encouragement saying, Hey, I want to applaud you for being a female helping lead a church. I want to exhort you and say, stay the course. Don't be discouraged. Don't be distracted. Like it was almost humorous how obvious it was that the Lord was going, do you get this girl? Like, I've got your back. Because neither of those men knew that you were preaching on this and then what was going on in your week. No, not at all. So then you fast forward to Sunday morning and I was literally like, by this point, I'm like, oh, come hell or high water, I am preaching this message. I'm doing this. You know, I am I'm ready to get up there. I'm ready to give this and I'm ready to be done with this, to be honest. I, I want to get this message out yeah. there and then yeah. be done with it. So Sunday morning comes and we show up at church and we're currently renting a facility. We're getting ready to have our own building, but we're right now renting. And the amount of distractions were unbelievable. We've never had this happen where all of a sudden the entire sound system just went completely out. Yeah. And we lost all of the sound system, all of the band's ability to be anything other than acoustic. The microphones were gone. The media was gone. So our production, um, our producer comes up to me and says, hey, I'm really sorry, but you're not going to have any media. You're not going to have, you might not have any sound um, and we're going to have to do an acoustic set. Well, and so interesting that everything that was to help project your voice, yes, your female voice preaching the gospel was trying to be silenced. Was trying to be silenced. Yes. I did not know at the time that back in kids' church, the exact same thing happened. They also lost their sound system, and there was a female preacher back in kids' church that morning as well. Yeah. And then, in addition, that same Sunday, there was a large church who had the exact same thing happen, totally unrelated to us in a totally different state. Yeah. The same thing happened to them. Right. And we saw it on social media later yes. on in the day. Where they had to go to an acoustic set on the fly because their sound system had gone out. Yep. And I just remember thinking oh, the enemy is trying so hard to distract me right now. Right. So I literally went to my notes, reworked my whole message with going like, okay, I can't use any of my media. I can't use my video clip. I had a video clip to show from another male pastor talking about this topic. And that was like just a few minutes out. Yeah. Well, then right as service is getting ready to start, producer comes back and says, okay, never mind. You have media, you have video, you have sound. Yes. And then I was like, Whoop. okay rework it again, you know, (laughs) but the overwhelming thing was that I was stepping in obedience to God's will and his word over my life in that day. Right. But the enemy was like, oh, I'm not going to let this go down without a fight. I'm showing up to distract. And I think so often he does that. Yes. And we've talked about before, we're not giving the enemy more credit than what he deserves because we don't want to highlight him. But then also not avoiding the conversation in Tyler because we have the power and the authority to speak against him when he is out of place. Yes. And when he is coming against the children of God and trying to distract us from our calling, he is far, far, far out of line. That's right. And that's when we have to step into our authority as Christ followers and rebuke him and put him back where he belongs, which is not in the confines of our lives. Right. Um. So 
in in Acts two, so our church is named after Acts two fourteen. Our church is called Church two fourteen, and it's all about when the apostles step forward to build the church of Jesus to obey His calling to go and make disciples. Right, and so it's interesting. Our whole church is based upon that. And just three verses later in chapter two, um, it says this. It says, "In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit upon all people." Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And that was a part of my message that Sunday. Yeah. And so just remembering that I was called men and women alike to preach the gospel, to prophesy over people, to help people understand of the goodness of God to use his sons and his daughters to build his kingdom and to find that unity and to make sure that our hearts are in line with how he has created us as his image bearers to take the gospel to others. And I just remember during worship that morning going, Satan, no matter what distraction you're bringing, you are about to go down. Yeah. And I I got off the stage feeling like I had like just given birth almost because it was a 20 year conversation that I had just stepped into speaking about. Yeah. And man, it was intense. So I think the point is this. A lot of times the call of God on your life, you've got a battle to be in it. Mm-hmm. You've got a battle to stay in it. And you've got a battle to have the confidence to know that you are the one for the call. Right. Yeah. That's so, so good. It makes me think of the verse from first Peter that says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. And, you know, I think, Heidi, that this happens in our everyday lives too. Because the devil wants to distract us from the good things in our lives. He wants to distract us from the joy in our lives. We had a situation in our family this past holiday weekend where we were so excited about the four-day weekend. We had all these plans put in place. And then the day before something happened, and it wasn't even that big of a deal. It was just a decision that had to be made. And honestly, Chris had one feeling on it and I had another feeling on it. Mm -hmm. And we, we disagreed on it. And it's okay that we disagreed on it, but it's it's what happened after the decision was made, what it triggered in our home hmm. that caused so much tension and sadness and strife, really. Mm-hmm. And it was really probably a good 24 hours before we were able to recognize. I mean, I think we knew all along that it was a, a demonic attack, mm-hmm. but it took us about 24 hours before we were able to verbally confront it, pray it out, talk it out, rebuke it, get rid of it, and then move on with our weekend. Yeah. But here's here's my point. The devil was trying to steal our weekend from us. Yeah. He was trying to steal the fact that we had four days as a family to connect, to spend time together, you know, and that's that's not like a big 
platform thing. It's a small everyday thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what this verse is talking about. He's saying, stay alert. Mm -hmm. Like the devil's prowling around saying, who can I devour today? Who can I distract today? What can I steal from this family today? What can I steal from this married couple today? Mm -hmm. What can I steal from these children today? And when we're able to recognize that that's what it is, like you said, and rebuke him and put him back in his place and take back that ground, you know, then we were able to, the next three days after we did that, we're great. We had great days. Mm -hmm. We had great family time, but it's because we took a stand. It's because we said, no, devil, we figured out what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're not that smart. (laughs) We're smarter than you and we're going to defeat you in this. And we did. So instead of just staying in that place that we were in, which was some anger, some hurt, some frustration, we could have stayed there Mm -hmm. and probably let it ruin the next three days of our family's life, yeah. uh, we dealt with it. yeah, And that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. It takes recognizing the distraction, not letting it distract you from the call of God on your life, and then walking that out. Well, I think that it is so easy, especially when, so in the situation like you just shared, when there is an offense or a hurt, it is so easy to go into victim mentality where it's yeah. like, well, but I'm hurt. Right. And so that does make it harder to walk out my call or that does make it harder to do this in confidence. And I just, I love it's Psalms. I think it's Psalms 128 where it says, teach me your way, oh God. And I think that applies to everything. Like God, teach me your way in this conversation. Yeah. Teach me your way in my work setting. Teach me your way. Right. And, and I think sometimes we focus on the teach part, but really the focus is your way. That's right. What is God's way in this? That's right. What is God's character in this? And and even going, okay, perhaps my husband is in the wrong in this situation or my boss or my leader, but where's my heart in this? Is my heart in God's way? Right. Is this reflecting who he is? Am I using words and thoughts and the character of Jesus in this situation? Yeah, yeah that's good. And I think the reality is a lot of times if we're honest with ourselves, we have work to do. Yeah. <laughs> All of us have work yep. to do. Yep. Because it's always, always a heart condition. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is. That's so good. And the devil will take advantage of that. Yeah. If your heart is in the wrong spot, if your heart is hardened yeah. towards God's ways, the devil will be like, yes, this is easy ground. Yeah. You know, our hearts have to be soft and moldable for the fruit of the spirit to come out of our lives, to, to show in our lives. And the yeah. devil, he loves a hard heart. Right. That's what he works best with is a hard heart, a yeah. hard heart towards the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, to him, that's that's fertile ground because right. he knows he can get in there and the Holy Spirit's conviction isn't going to have the power mm-hmm. on our hard heart. So that's the hard work that we do is working on what is where is our heart condition at in this call, in mm-hmm. this moment. Yeah, that's good. We had an incident last night. We were at hockey practice. And so there's a whole bunch of seven and eight-year-olds on the rink. They do all the teams at once. And so there's a lot of little children on the rink. Well, there is this slightly older girl behind the glass watching, but she had her phone out and she was purposefully trying to distract the players by taking their photos. And she was like breathing on the glass and writing words that were inappropriate on the glass. And um, she was specifically, there was a couple older boys on one group 
and my son was in him. She was specifically trying to kind of like distract them. So I was sitting there watching her and it became very clear that her goal was to distract them. Wow. And potentially get them in trouble. Um, Cause there had just been a whole meeting with a couple of our Riverman hockey players who chatted with the kids and were like, Hey, let's not be distracted on the ice. Let's play by the rules. Let's pay attention. And I watched my son and he was doing a really good job of trying to stay can, you know, engaged, but his buddies behind him were very distracted by her. So I finally just went up and I'm like, Hey, sweetie, you need to go sit down. You can't be here by the ice, by the kids. They need to practice when she wasn't happy about that. But we had a whole conversation on the way home, just about the importance of not letting the distractions, yeah. even if they're right behind us, take away from what we're called to yeah. what's in front of us. That's so good. And I said, you know, Cross, I wasn't upset at you when I said, you pay attention. I said, I was just reminding you that what's in front of you is what you need to focus on. Don't worry about the chick behind you, taking your photos, taking your videos, writing mean words on the, on the window. Right. Like put that behind you right. and go forward. Right. So I just think even That's in our good. kids' lives, using small little examples to teach them, how do we handle distraction? Cause it's all around us. Yeah, it is. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. No, it's not. I love the, uh, the song closed on Sunday. Yeah. My daughter was singing in the car today and she was saying, you know, the put the gram away, follow Jesus. And I was like, that is such a, it's such a reminder. Like, don't let the distractions come before the point, which is Jesus. That's right. I love that. A three-year-old singing it. She has no idea what the gram is. Oh no, she does. She knows. She knows what it means. Yeah. (laughs) She asked me one day, she asked about it. So we talked about it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, all right. Well, good chat, Heath. Yep. Good chat. Um, Thank you for joining us, listeners. We're glad that you're here. Do us a favor, hop over and leave us a review wherever you listen and let us know what is speaking to you. You can message us. We are at the H&H Hour at Gmail. We're also on Instagram as the H&H Hour and we will connect with you next time. 